This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, U.S. citizens can now self-select their gender on their passports. All federal firefighters will likely make no less than $15 an hour. And the Guantanamo Bay Detention Facility is on the chopping block again. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White. The State Department is now allowing U.S. citizens to self-select their gender on their passports. As part of this policy change, the department will no longer require medical certification from passport applicants if the gender selected on their passport does not match the gender on their citizenship documents or other forms of ID. Acting Assistant Secretary for Consular Affairs Ian Brownlee says the department is also working on a gender marker for non-binary, intersex, and gender non-conforming individuals. The process of adding a gender marker is complex and will take time, but we are committed to getting this right. Veterans Affairs completes a months-long strategic review of its electronic health care records project. Tom Temin has the latest. No details just yet. Secretary Dennis McDonough says he needs another couple of weeks to digest the findings before letting the project proceed. He said the review will have led to changes in deployment and the department ultimately expects to complete it on time. McDonough says reworks will apply to both the technology and management of the program, but that VA will stick with the Cerner product. He added that interoperability with the Defense Department EHR remains the coin of the realm, a top reason for the EHR in the first place. I'm Tom Temin. More personnel changes at the Office of Personnel Management. Anne Harkavy is OPM's new chief of staff. She founded the Democracy Forward Foundation and served as a deputy general counsel for the Energy Department during the Obama administration. Kathleen McGettigan is now a senior advisor in the director's office. McGettigan most recently served as acting OPM director while the agency waited for the Senate to confirm a permanent leader. McGettigan was previously OPM's chief management officer. Former OPM chief financial officer Dennis Coleman is now the CMO. House lawmakers are advancing a defense bill that would cut off funding for the Guantanamo Bay Detention Facility by 2022. The House Appropriations Defense Subcommittee approved the fiscal 2022 spending legislation yesterday. The bill meets the Biden administration's $706 billion request for the Pentagon. It would add $1.7 billion to the administration's request for procurement to buy more aircraft, ships, and other equipment. But the bill includes a corresponding $1.6 billion cut to the research and development request. The legislation now heads to the full committee. The Pentagon Space Development Agency just crossed a major threshold. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has more. The two-year-old agency launched its first satellites out of Cape Canaveral yesterday. Two SDA satellite missions hitched a ride on SpaceX's Falcon 9 rocket as part of the company's Transporter 2 mission. One set of SDA satellites is designed to test out optical communication in low-Earth orbit. The other payload will demonstrate on-orbit data fusion through an upgradable software suite. SDA wants to get to the point where it's launching hundreds of satellites every two years as part of a national defense space architecture. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. 
The $50 billion IT services contract from NIH is facing a backlash. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. Two industry trade associations are calling on the NIH Technology Acquisition and Assessment Center, or NITAC, to reassess its CIO SP4 government-wide acquisition contract and push back the proposal's deadline. The Professional Services Council and the Coalition for Government Procurement say changes made last week to the solicitation are causing confusion and forcing companies to scramble to meet new, last-minute requirements. Among the changes are NITAC's decision to modify the past performance requirements for some small firms. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Agencies are beefing up the federal firefighter workforce ahead of a potentially long and tough wildfire season. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The Biden administration says no federal firefighter will make less than $15 an hour this year. The Office of Personnel Management will allow seasonal workers at the Agriculture and Interior Departments to work extra hours beyond their usual terms. OPM also approved direct hire authority for the Forest Service. Interior will convert 575 career seasonal workers into full-time employees, and permanent federal firefighters up to the GS-9 level are eligible for retention incentives this year. Nicole Ligrisco, Federal News Network. Six of 11 agencies are taking most of the appropriate steps to prevent waste, fraud, and abuse in the Small Business Innovation Research and Small Business Technology Transfer Programs, NASA, USDA, Commerce, Education, NSF, and HHS all implemented a majority of the 10 recommendations the SBA made to reduce the risk to the programs. The Government Accountability Office found the Defense Department had the most work to do to protect their programs from waste, fraud, and abuse. The IRS ended up with a historically high backlog during this year's filing season. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The National Taxpayer Advocate finds the IRS ended the filing season with a record backlog of 35 million tax returns that needed manual processing from its workforce. Nearly 17 million were paper tax returns waiting to be processed, while almost 16 million returns required further review from the IRS. The National Taxpayer Advocate says the backlog raises the need for the IRS to offer more of its services online. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Federal Labor Relations Authority delivered another blow to the Department of Veterans Affairs and its implementation of the VA Accountability Law. The authority says it stands by a November 2020 decision which said VA violated its labor contract with the American Federation of Government Employees when it fired, demoted, or suspended VA workers without giving them at least three months to improve their performance. An arbiter ordered VA to reinstate those employees with back pay. VA says it's still reviewing the decision. The Biden administration is expecting agencies to back up future budget requests with data and program performance metrics. The Office of Management and Budget is directing agencies to complete a strategic plan for evidence building that will last through fiscal 2026. The plan will include a capacity assessment and a learning agenda looking at program performance. Agencies will complete draft versions before the end of the fiscal year and will finalize these documents in time for the fiscal 2023 budget planning process. Representatives Derek Kilmer and Tom Cole have reintroduced bipartisan legislation to help federal employees that began their careers as temporary workers to retire on time. The Federal Retirement Fairness Act would help ensure those employees that weren't able to make retirement contributions as temporary employees can make catch-up contributions. 
Those employees may otherwise have to retire without full benefits or work longer to obtain them. National Active and Retired Federal Employees Association President Ken Thomas and National Federation of Federal Employees President Randy Irwin praised the effort. Artificial intelligence would track consumer product safety under a new bill in Congress. Congressman Jerry McNerney introduced the Consumer Safety Technology Act, which would set up a program within the Consumer Product Safety Commission that uses AI to track consumer product hazards, injuries, and recalls. The legislation passed the House and has made its way to the Senate. The commission will have one year after the passage of the bill to launch a pilot program. And Air Force branches collaborate to deliver zero-trust networks across the entire department. The AFNet Sustainment and Operations Branch at Hanscom Air Force Base in Massachusetts is partnering with the Air Combat Command Directorate of Cyberspace and Information Dominance to bring an Air Force-wide zero-trust network by fiscal 2023. The project is currently underfunded, but ACC plans to submit a fiscal 2023 budget request. Air Force expects to conclude its proof-of-concept test for the project later this summer. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.